Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to a brand new week of the Victory Point uh, Bible Reading Plan podcast. I am Tom Joustra, and I am the host uh, every third week of the month, and so welcome to the third uh, full week of July. Uh, today's July 19, of course, and uh, this week I have invited um, my friend Rick Velderman to join me. So hello, Rick. Hello, Tom. So how are you doing tonight? We're doing good. All right. So we're recording all five of these in the same sitting here. So um, we're starting at about, uh, what time is it? About oh, a little a little before yeah, seven o'clock or so. And uh, we'll see how long it takes us. But anyway, but anyway, thank you so much, Rick, for, for being willing to, uh, to join me this week. Um, for those maybe who are listening who don't know Rick, um, Rick, why don't you introduce yourself a little bit and tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, Rick Velderman from the Holland area. I'm married to Cheryl Velderman. We've been married for 43 years. We've had three children. Uh, Joe lives in Florida. Rob lives in Zealand. And Christina that lives at home yet. So I worked for the city of Wyoming for 37 years. Um, retired. And I worked part-time at Wasquan Golf Course two, three days a week. So I uh, like to stay busy, but uh, I enjoy golf, enjoy some old cars. I've got a 1973 Plymouth that I still have that I bought new years ago. Sharon and I like to travel. We go with long weekends or whatever sometimes, and we kind of winter in Florida, so mm -hmm. Panama City Beach. Now, speaking of travel, you just got back from kind of a trip, a couple day trip down into Ohio, Correct. right? And what, yep. what was kind of your main focus of going down there? We saw, I think, four uh, lighthouses, three or four lighthouses on Lake Michigan, or Lake Erie, and we did 21 covered bridges. 21, wow. Uh, some of them were built in the 1800s. Wow. Uh, some of them were built in after 2000. So some single bridge out in the middle of nowhere, all the way to <laughs> big double bridges that are on a highway. So right. it, was cool. it was interesting. Now you kind of went along with another couple, right? Yeah. And they're, are they kind of into that kind of stuff and they invited yeah, you he along? Is, he's a retired doctor and his hobby is for photography. So he okay. loves to take, he's got three or four cameras that he took with him and Shares the photographer in our family. It's not me. Okay. <laughs> but I, I, I made a good chauffeur on this trip. Oh, okay, so. <laughs> good. Every good trip needs a good chauffeur. There you go. <laughs> we had fun. All good, good. Well, again, Rick, thank you for uh, for joining me this week. And um, yeah, for those of you that are new to the podcast, um, and if you don't know how this works, um, here at Victory Point, we have a weekly Bible reading plan. And if people choose to um, read uh, the the passages for each day. Uh, we kind of work our way through, you know, some Old Testament passages each week, and uh, like a Psalm and something from the Gospels usually, and uh, something from maybe Paul's letters, and um, just a way for us as a church to kind of like read the same passages from Scripture and to um, yeah, just kind of think, uh, hey, what is God telling me mm -hmm. through this passage? And this podcast was developed just to kind of have two people from Victory Point just to kind of talk about the daily passage and. Um, see what the Lord kind of brought to the surface for them. So um, why don't we dive in? Um, today's passage is from 2 Samuel 11, verses 1 through 15. And it's a very familiar story to a lot of people. It's the story of David and Bathsheba. It's not the whole entire story, 
but it, it's at least the beginning part of the story. And so what I'll do here is I'll read 2 Samuel, those uh, 15 verses from chapter 11, and then I'll ask Rick what he uh, kind of, uh, what came to the surface for him, and then we'll just kind of have a discussion back and forth uh, about these verses. Sounds so, good. All right, here we go. This is uh, David and Bathsheba. In the spring, at the time when kings go off to war, David sent Joab out with the king's men and the whole Israelite army. They destroyed the Ammonites and besieged Rabbah, but David remained in Jerusalem. One evening, David got up from his bed and walked around on the roof of the palace. From the roof, he saw a woman bathing. The woman was very beautiful, and David sent someone to find out about her. The man said, she is Bathsheba, the daughter of Eliam and the wife of Uriah the Hittite. Then David sent messengers to get her. She came to him, and he slept with her. Now she was purifying herself from her monthly uncleanness. Then she went back home. The woman conceived and sent word to David, saying, I am pregnant. So David sent this word to Joab, Send me Uriah the Hittite. And Joab sent him to David. When Uriah came to him, David asked him how Joab was, how the soldiers were, and how the war was going. And then David said to Uriah, Go down to your house and wash your feet. And so Uriah left the palace, and a gift from the king was sent after him. But Uriah slept at the entrance to the palace with all his master's servants and did not go down to his house. David was told, Uriah did not go home. And so he asked Uriah, Haven't you just come from a military campaign? Why didn't you go home? Uriah said to David, The ark and Israel and Judah are staying in tents, and my commander Joab and my lord's men are camped in the open country. How could I go to my house to eat and drink and make love to my wife? As surely as you live, I will not do such a thing. Then David said to him, Stay here one more day, and tomorrow I will send you back. And so Uriah remained in Jerusalem that day and the next. At David's invitation, he ate and drank with him, and David made him drunk. But in the evening, Uriah went out to sleep on his mat among his master's servants. He did not go home. In the morning, David wrote a letter to Joab and sent it with Uriah. And in it, he wrote, put Uriah out in front where the fighting is fiercest. Then withdraw from him so he will be struck down and die. All right. So, Rick, what's something that uh, kind of popped out at you uh, with these verses? Well, it's it's Uriah is the trying to be the best soldier that he can be for for him, for David. And David's being very dishonest, lied to him, you know, and just David doesn't very trustworthy, I guess. So he ended up setting him up and end up killing him. So Right. You know, it's not the right thing to do. It's, exactly. He's very conniving oh my goodness yes he yeah. is <laughs> so. now you know you mentioned uriah and i i kind of wrote down too towards the end here like what did what like um like what did joab think yeah okay when when his king yeah. king david you know um like sent him this letter like like basically to get rid of uriah bring him up to the front line and let him get shot exactly i'm like let him get killed that would have been like a yeah. A sticky situation for very Joab, much, I think. Like so. he, he's my king, right? I need to do what he tells me to do, but yet this is not right. right. So anyway, interesting. Yeah, very interesting. Yeah, 
And poor Uriah, he, yeah. yeah, he doesn't know what's going on. He doesn't know why all this is happening to him. And Bathsheba, <laughs> I mean, she's, you know, she lost her husband now. So I know, I know. Crazy. I also, I also, I often want, not often, I also wondered, like, like when Bathsheba got that message from David, the king, say, hey, yeah. come to my palace. Yeah. And, I mean, why would she I know I'm married, right? Yeah. I'm married to Uriah, and yet you're my king. Is telling me to come, then he ends up sleeping with me. And it's like, oh my, you know, what was she thinking the whole time too? They must have been that scared or that, you know, they have to keep their king satisfied or, you know, they, right. whatever the king says goes. It right. Like. I, and I guess we don't live in that culture, right? right. So we don't know what that's like to Thankfully. have a king. Thankfully. That's, that's <laughs> very powerful. Right. You know? But yeah, that that must be true. That if, if the king said something, you did it. Yeah. Otherwise, or else you lost your life, was, probably. Right. right. There was consequences, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, the song. I'm uh, not a song. The, the 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 passage is not a very like uplifting passage. <laughs> not at all. No. Because <laughs> we never got to like the Nathan part where the prophet comes and tells right. David the story, and David like confesses, right. you know, and we never get to that part of the story. So this part of the story that we that we're sharing today is kind of like. It's like bad news. It is. You know? Now, Dave, now, David is often referred to in the Bible as a man after God's own heart. Yep. Right? But yet here he is, like you used the word conniving a little while ago. Yeah. So, yeah. so I mean, so for, like when he finds out, you know, she's pregnant, he's probably like, shoot. Yeah. And he's trying to cover it up. And, right. You know, trying to get... Uriah to go home and sleep with his wife. I know. And Uriah says, no, I'm not going to go home. My soldiers are here. I'm right. going to stay with them. So. That, that was plan A. Yeah. Right? Plan A was, okay, I'll get him to come home so he can go home to his yeah. wife, sleep with his wife, so that it will look like he is the dad right. of, this, right. of this child. That him, didn't work. Then he got him drunk. That was plan B. <laughs> <laughs> Same thing. Maybe if I get him work. drunk, he'll go home and, and sleep with, with his wife. Well, that didn't work either. Right. Then plan C was this awful ending in right. verse 15, right? 14 to 15, yeah. where let's get rid of them by putting them in the front lines yeah. of um, of the war. But um, yeah, um, Lori, Lori has a Bible. It's a life application Bible. Okay. So I kind of read the little footnotes uh, mm -hmm. as I prepared for this passage here. I kind of read some of the footnotes to, to kind of see what it had to say. And um, it, it, it talked a little bit about temptation, you know, how... I mean, Rick, you and I are tempted right. all the time, and you who are listening are, are tempted all the time to sin. Um, but it's always, um, yeah. Now I'm, I'm losing my train of thought here. Oh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, ba but basically, I mean, he, David had all kinds of, of spots where he could have, like, said no. Right. Or could have walked away. Yeah. Or he should could have, have turned, should have walked away. Yeah. Right. But he just kept going further right. and further. And further into the temptation. It wasn't enough to find out who she was and what her name was. He needed to have her come yes. over there. Yes. So. And that reminded me, um, a, a pastor years ago, I forget which pastor, it was not in this church, it was in a different church, um, did a sermon on Psalm 1. And the very first um, verse in Psalm 1 says, um, Blessed is the man who does not walk um in the counsel of the wicked or stand in the way of sinners or sit in the seat of mockers. And, and, and that minister was, um, and I'll always remember this. He's saying, look at the verbs there. Uh, blessed is a man who does not walk, who does not stand 
and does not sit. So there's like a, like a progression there, uh -huh. like walking by, sure. you, you, you can notice something, but then just say no and continue walking on by. Right. Okay. Uh, David didn't do that. Okay. So then you get to standing. Okay. Standing is like, okay, you, something caught your attention. So I'm going to stand and I'm going to like dwell on this a little right. while. And David did that too. He, he stared and he, yeah. he coveted <laughs> and then, and then he'd, he chose to sin. And so he sat right down in, in, right. in, in that, in that temptation and he ended up sinning. That's, I think that's what we do too. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's like, it's like we're walking along life and then temptation comes and we can choose at that point to continue walking, continue moving on with life and say, nope, nope, nope. But sometimes we linger a little bit and we stand to, to the entice us. what the consequences are right. when, you, when you look or, you know. Right. And hopefully that will get us to, right. to you know, go the other direction. Yeah. And unfortunately, many of us, well, all of us, we all fall short, right? We all sin. Um, and so there's those times that, yeah, that we do fall into to yeah, sin and we yeah. yield to that temptation but but anyway we have a savior right i mean the, right. The, this passage does not talk about a savior but we do have a savior who loves us yes. right um even though we're sinful people and uh, for that we can be really really yeah grateful um so anyway um why don't we kind of wrap up was there anything else that you had down that you wanted to say about this uh, passage I, or just just you know that there was a lot of dishonesty there i think um, with David and there, there's dishonest people in the world. It's, you know, it's, you see them every day. And right. So I think you just need to be in the word and, you know, make sure that you talk to God. But if you have questions or thoughts like that, you know, talk to God. And right. See what's what comes of that. So. Right. Um, you mentioned being in God's word. Mm -hmm. Um, cause I think Psalm one goes on and says, um, you know, after, after it mentions the, the 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 walking and the standing and the sitting, it says, "But but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and, and on that law he meditates day and night." Right. And so I think the, the whoever wrote that psalm is saying, "You know what? If you stay in God's word, okay, that that temptation isn't going to be as luring, right? You know, as if you're not in God's word, right? A lot." And so, yep, I agree. Yeah. So as we wrap things up here for the day, uh, listeners. Um, yeah, I'm a sinner. Rick is a sinner. You all are sinners, and we all have temptations. And may we just, I guess, I guess we just want to encourage you to, to stay in God's word, because um, it's there that we'll find our strength to to resist temptation and to hopefully not change it from walking into standing and into sitting. Yeah. Um, and so, may you be encouraged today, just knowing that the Holy Spirit can help you. Okay, and uh, and Rick and I are going to remember that the Holy Spirit can help us also to avoid the sin when temptation comes. So anyway, listeners, uh, yeah, may your day be blessed and uh, we'll see you back here tomorrow.